I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, ma. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. Oh, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Black Friday! We have so much to be thankful for, despite the things going on in the world around us. Let us give thanks today. Let us have fun and nerd out. Let us continue our reviews of The Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery. Let us talk about the new movies coming out in 2021 and beyond. Let us welcome back Miss Ice. Look at this. She's clearly asking her friend where to find the nearest repair service for her device. But instead of writing wireless telecommunications facility, she just wrote WTF. You guys are making me laugh. I don't even know what's going on in that clip, and it's hilarious. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay, let us rock it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Oh, I need the car. Oh, my gosh. Instead of writing wireless oh. telecommunications facility, she just wrote WTF. <laughs> Oh, Brian, you're nasty. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny. Oh my gosh, it's just... hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm like tearing up. I can't see anything. I'm laughing <laughs> <am> so hard. <laughs> my glasses are fogging up. Woo! Welcome oh. to the Real Brian Show. We're, we're having fun today. <laughs> oh. Oh, now I'm sweating. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, That was uh, Commander Tuvok, except he wasn't Tuvok. Tim Russ. The amazing Tim Russ right there. That was from Orville. <laughs> oh, I love that. They were, they did the time capsule from 2015 and they found a phone in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's such a good time. Well, hey, welcome. Miss Ice, welcome back. Hey, thanks guys. Captain Influence. Oh, glad to be ah, ah, How's your ah, mother? She's great. I'll ask her myself. Right. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Apparently, we're going to have a good time and laugh a lot because that's... Uh, <sighs> I'm so glad you liked that quote. You know, sometimes I play a quote and just like, you know, lead balloon kind of thing, but that was fun. Probably 90% of the quotes you play, or I have never heard before, including <laughs> this one. But this is like the one quote where you can jump in the middle of nowhere and know what's going on. <laughs> you don't need any context. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. All right. I know it's going to be a good episode now. Oh man. I'm excited. The The conversation that we had, the conversation, yes, conversation. that we had before the episode was gold and it didn't Fuck. get recorded. And I'm so <laughs> sad. It's always the case. Oh, oh, well, well, we hit record now. But, and here we, are. we tried to but, recreate the magic anyway. We're doing but, that. But what but? are you drinking? Uh, water. What are you drinking? Well, that's boring. <laughs> that's very boring. Uh, okay, lime water. What are you drinking? Oh, that's exciting. Miss Ice, what are you drinking? We call that making our own water at my house. <clears throat> I'm drinking a root beer. It's called Ooh, Bundaberg. It's I'm from jealous. Australia, and oh, it is whoa. amazing. 
Okay. All of its uh, ingredients are locally grown and sourced in Australia. In Australia. <laughs> Australia. So they're local right. to your hometown in Australia. <laughs> in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Bundaberg root beer from That's Adelaide. Nice. That's right. All right. So it's it's local Minnesota root beer from Australia. I'm totally, <laughs> exactly. I, I just, it took me a few minutes, but I got it now. That was good. So how is it? It's very good. Good. It doesn't have the same aftertaste that I feel like a lot of root beers have. Oh, it's yeah. just, it's very sweet. It's really good. I, d- I don't know root beer well enough to be able to describe the nuances, but yeah. I can say that like I can usually only have a couple sips of a Barks or what, barks, yeah. Before I'm like, okay, I've, I've had enough. Or like putting it on top of ice cream, you know, that I can have Ooh. it in those kinds of contexts. Yeah, but this nice. one is... This one doesn't have the same like Good. lingering aftertaste that I don't like about root beer. Wait, okay. Pudding on ice cream. I'm yes, there. Yes. yes. Instead mm, of the mm-hmm, poop mm-hmm. on the ice cream, it's the root beer on the ice cream. See, you guys both say root and, and I say root. We were talking about this a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> it's the Midwestern hey, pronunciation. Midwest, brother. Yeah, root. It's like Which is rut. ironic since we usually like our long vowels in the Midwest. Interesting. Boot. Yeah, boot. Well, in, in the northern boot. Midwest, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't that's, you know? That's where you're at. Don't Boot. you know? And you're saying rut. Except, except for rut. See, it reminds me of elk rut beer when elks are rutting. No, that's root. Rut rut beer. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. All right. Well, I had a butterfly chai today just before we recorded. Oh. So good. So pretentious. Yeah. It is. No, it's just, it, well, they're called the <laughs> Butterfly Cafe and it's their own little chai that they, but it's all homemade oh. with, you know, macadamia, almond milk. And I mean, everything is completely homemade from scratch. The entire drink is a labor of love and it's so good. And then, of course, yeah, some homemade spice cider. It's that time. Oh, yes. It is time. It is th- well, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving and had fun. We have a lot to be thankful for. Today's Black Friday, mm-hmm. so for those of you who are, well, I mean, I guess there's really not going to be the run storm. Year. No, the stores are closed, so <laughs> I mean, they're not closed, but Wait, there's yeah, not going to be that run like we normally have. Everybody's been doing the sales online, which the sales have been, no offense, pathetic. It's like, really? Oh, Black it's Friday like, sale, 10% off, and I'm like, um, Oh, well, you know why? It's it? because they, they know you're going to be shopping online anyway, so they don't, they're not bothering as much. They don't they're, bother. It's, yeah. but Any it's like you really want to get a deal from anyway. They just use the same sales that they've always had, but it's just yeah, like it's our biggest sale that. of the year. 10%. You're like, seriously? <laughs> well, can you wait? Can you even overachieve. blame them after the year everybody's had? I mean, well, I know places probably True. can't even afford to do sales. This That's year. a really well, good point. Some yes. And also they probably need to get rid of some inventory quick too. So they might want to. You know, Possibly. offload some of it. I mean, who I'm knows? I'm so much more inclined to shop local, eat local, and anything local. Good for you. During this time, you know, uh, I like agree. I would rather have the local stuff than get a discount this year. I feel like we need to be supporting those businesses. Just today, I was reading a stat about like we have surpassed the amount of small business closures in America wow. over the the Great Depression. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of things. I mean, there's decisions that come from above and there's policies that come from above that affect businesses as well. And I just really hope that this winter doesn't kill most small businesses. I know. We need them. I mean, they're the backbone of this country. They really, we need them. Well, I work for a small business and we just landed two huge hotel jobs. Um, So we're sitting pretty. Nice. Well, that's something to be thankful for. That's awesome. Very much so. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, we were looking at a pretty sparse winter months and first first and second quarter, but not anymore. 
I love it. I'm in the same place right now where my clients are doing surprisingly well. In fact, a couple of them have said that this is their best year yet because people were home and they needed to do something. And so I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm also but, thankful for that, too. Like I'm being more intentionally thankful about having work and That's cognizant a, of how right. you then fit into the rest of the world while the world is suffering. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, that's the piece of it that has been really hitting me too. Well, yeah, because you take it for granted. You take your work for granted. Right. You take, you know, yeah, going to a coffee shop and going to a movie and just, if you take life for granted. Yeah. And because then you realize like, what happens when you lose it. This time last year, if I'd got that same news, I'd be like, Oh God, I can't fit everything in already, dude. How am I going to fit these two big jobs in? Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah. But give me, give me, give me. So <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I'm plenty busy, but now I'm even busier. Thank you. You're working on your ten pack. You have your eight pack. You're working on your ten pack, and you're working oh, on I'm your. Oh, so sore. You've been well. You've been making six figures <sighs> for this this whole time that we've been on the show, and so are you pushing into your seven figure income now, there, Captain? With your ten pack? Uh, that's so not true. Um, oh. I mean, <laughs> I make it. I make five figures a month. Wow. Um, just selling photographs of my 10 pack to <laughs> magazines and stuff. Oh gosh. That's uh, online idea. magazines. Yeah. Not nothing below the, the pack. I hey, promise. Do you remember when we were going to do Christmas calendars for the real Brian show? I haven't forgotten. I, my wife is uh, working on them like as of a couple hours ago, actually. Good, so because yeah, I do remember. I was worried about that. You know, we weren't going to do that posing on the hoods of our car, stuff like that. Are you guys going to do the orange spray tan thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't that. have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're tan. I'm half Italian. Ah, I've been in the sun. Really. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking pretty good right now. We don't so. have sun anymore well, here in Minnesota. I can it's tell you, November. since Brian's letting my wife do this for us. Thank you, by the way. January through November are photos of my 10-pack in various settings. And then Ooh. December is Brian in very little on a red convertible. <laughs> it's like a really good photo, thing? dude. Really good photo. Auto V. It's not that red convertible. Oh, okay. You do remember a, a real one. Episode 249. Yeah. The title was we love you because you're naked. <laughs> That's December next year. People December, 2021. Look yep. for it. We're uh, yeah, oh, wow. in stores in stores. New uh, soon. Your you. children. Hide your wife. <laughs> Black Friday. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm honestly thankful also that I guess this falls into the next category. I'm thankful that far fewer people are likely to get trampled this year yeah, today. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I am thankful. I really don't want that to happen. I just, in the past, I've just assumed it would happen and it's made me, you know, you could hear my eyes rolling every year, but this year I don't think I'll have to. So there you go. Hmm. No, I miss not hearing your eyes roll. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what do you think for captain besides your, your job and work? Well, my, my wife and I have not gotten COVID yet. Good. Thankful for that. Yeah. I'm also thankful that the pandemic hasn't caused us to be without jobs or to have lost any family. Yeah, it's things that you a year ago you wouldn't have thought to be thankful for, but that you are now. So yeah, it's true. I'm sorry if any of you have lost people. Sorry. Yeah. I am ironically thankful for the pandemic in so far <laughs> as that it has given me a renewed joy for cooking. Nice. Wait, so to rephrase that, you you've applied a silver lining to the pandemic yes. in that it has given you a renewed joy for cooking. And that's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. I know you've enjoyed cooking, mm-hmm. but I know you didn't mm-hmm. do much cooking and you used to eat popcorn mm-hmm. for dinner and yep. stuff. Popcorn. Yeah. So you're actually cooking and back. you're enjoying it again. And I'm, I'm grocery shopping regularly, which I don't think I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> it was very much like 
using a new muscle, right? Just develop yeah. a habit to go to the grocery store, yeah. figure out stuff you like to cook, experiment a little bit, but overall just like having things on hand. Like I don't know the last time I've ever been able to actually open up my refrigerator at any given moment and be like, oh, I could make I could make a whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny as I'm saying it, but it's actually, I mean, like I would only keep apples and eggs on hand really unless I knew I was going to do something. But How yeah, funny. so I'm just, I'm just thankful for, you know, the opportunity to enjoy that again. I'm not thankful for why I had to do it, but a lot of times really bad things can bring us into really good things. So. Yeah, so that true. is the lesson here. Yeah. That's what are you great. thankful for, Brian? Well, it was actually a really fun week. You know, I had to cram five days of work into three days, which, but, but for some reason I was like, I'm going into this week with a great attitude. I'm going to, I'm going to do the whole, I get to do this this week instead of I have yeah. to. And it really, really worked. Cause I have been, mm-hmm. we've been really stressed and exhausted with the move and everything like that. Mm. And, I was just kind of like, okay, forget this. I got to change my attitude because, you know, things aren't changing. We got to keep moving in. We got to keep setting up and all that. And it's three days. It's going to be a fun week. So I chose that attitude and I'm thankful that it worked, which was awesome. And, you know, we get to continue to set up our new home, which is really cool. We're, you know, we got to celebrate Thanksgiving. I finished up most of my sci-fi November movies and TV shows, which was a lot of fun. This is just kind of random, but, you know, November 19th is my half birthday. It was so funny because we were talking about half birthdays and everyone's like, who actually celebrates that? And I said, I don't know, but why not? You know, and then I get this email from Tokyo Joe's that said, hey, it's your half birthday. Enjoy a free (laughs) meal on us. And I'm like, dude, I'm so excited. Really? Seriously? Really? Tokyo Joe's gave you a free meal on your half birthday? Yeah, I went in and I definitely I mean, I did a little curbside pickup. I absolutely took advantage of it. Isn't that amazing? You have to sign up for their stuff, though, right? I mean, of course. Yeah, birthday so, in there. They send you a free ah, birthday just, and a half birthday twice a year, baby. Only I still lived there, man. That's not fair. They don't have Tokyo oh, Joe's here. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it was real. And, and here's the thing. I tested it because I'm like, well, what if I want steak or what if I want the big bowl instead of the regular bowl? Are they going to charge <laughs> extra? They didn't. It's free. Whatever you want. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's sweet. It's so deal, awesome. Yeah. Most places don't do that anymore. You know, it's like, hey, bring in a friend and celebrate your birthday. Like buy one, get one free cookie at Qdoba. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? <laughs> Hey, for a half a birthday, that's pretty damn good, right? No, that's for your regular birthday at Qdoba. Oh. Then what is Tokyo Joe's? It's, it's an like Americanized... Yeah, it's an Americanized Asian fast food. Okay. Well, cool. I, and by the way, we would love to hear what you're thankful for because it is important to choose that get-to attitude and you know list the things out that you're thankful for because it does change your attitude. It really does, and it helps. Now, I understand, though... Captain Influence, that you have some commentary on breeders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Did I say that. Wait, couch that intro. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, so you know, Star Trek Discovery, uh, STD. You know, Grudge, the cat. Oh yeah, Grudge. For those of you who don't watch the show or don't know, is what's called a Maine Coon cat. Oh, I didn't that's know the that. Breed. Maine Coon, yeah, it's that's why Grudge is so huge. They're they're like two to three times as big as your typical house cat. They're big cats. Awesome. My wife and I are very seriously considering getting one once our princess passes on, which mm. hopefully will not be too soon. Agreed. We're not in any hurry. But when she does pass and she's eighteen, we're seriously considering spending two grand on a kitten. Wow. From a breeder. That's the breeder conversation. Okay, that's I'm, the I'm breeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a Maine Coon breeder in Des Moines, and wow. and they have litters every spring or and uh, and summer. 
Oh, cool. You have to put a down payment on it. It's it's a big deal. So yeah. those of you who have bought pets from breeders know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Even dogs and stuff like that can go mm-hmm. for a lot of money. Interesting yeah, with the greyhounds, it's always yeah. been so cheap because they're they're racers. Rescues, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so they well, I mean they might have gone up now, but it's like two hundred dollars instead of two thousand for something like that. But that's cool, now, man. That's awesome. Would we consider rescuing a main hoon? Yeah, potentially. So nice. I mean we're not dead set on the exact method of acquisition, but I really want a main coon. So, so instead of grudge, you could call it Fudge smudge. or smudge. Yeah. Or smudge. Yeah. Pudge. Pudge. Oh, there you go. I like that <laughs> one. Would, That's that one. would be very appropriate for a main coon. Yeah. <laughs> They're big. They're big. That's really cool, dude. We are so nerdy. Well, I, I, I suppose I, not Sarah, but I am nerding out on the smart light bulbs. These are the ones that you can oh, control yeah. with your phone app, you know? Oh my gosh, there's so much fun. One of our neighbors got one and she's like, dude, you got to come see this. And she's showing me on her app and I'm like, I have to go get one now. This is so cool. And I love lighting. So like, are they just like regular light bulbs? Do they come in all different kinds of light bulb or, or just LEDs or? Are... Well, you can get them in all kinds of different things, not just light bulbs, but okay. the, I you're mean, talking about got, like Christmas lights. No, this is an actual light bulb. Like a, okay, it so looks like, like a white light bulb. The Alexa control oh, I, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, in, in that right. sense and all that, but we we're using it on our front porch and stuff so that we can mm-hmm. change the colors for the seasons. And so for Halloween, I did it. It was purple and then I had the orange lights out. But then for right now, you know, it's been yellow. I have one yellow and one orange just to kind of simulate Thanksgiving colors and fall colors. But then, of course, I'm going to have green at the front door with a red, like a garland of red lights around the door. And then I've got another light that will put red. Yeah, it's cool. It's it, it looks just gorgeous. You can do different colors. You can do like a warm white or a cool white, depending on what you like. You can dim it. You can set timers on it. You can. You could do like a light show with it. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy what you could do with this thing, but it's just so fun. And <laughs> they're not that I expensive. See. Can I play with them with an iPhone, Brian? Well, yeah, but you get the app for it. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it's actually a really good app and there's all kinds of things you can do, but it's so much fun. But I'm <laughs> I am gearing this place till I'm I'm gonna lampoon this place. Oh, I can't wait to see it after the pandemic. Well, yes. And unfortunately this year I might not be able to get a lot of lights, so I'm gonna lampoon as much as I can. Our next door neighbor's like, Yeah, we're gonna have some fun. But I think by next year this place is just gonna be stupid. So when you say you're going to lampoon your house, Condo. what does what does that mean? Yeah, what did you Have mean you by still lampoon? not seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? We've talked oh. about this before. Oh, no, still that have not lampoon. Seen that. Okay. When you get a chance, you got to watch it for Christmas. It's a dumb movie, but it's really fun. Oh, and it's a classic, though. It is a complete classic. So, in that movie, he puts on way too many Christmas lights on their house. So, the big joke okay. is, you know, if you're going to lampoon your place up, you're you're going crazy. <laughs> Got it. And I can only do so much here, but this year's not going to be as much, but every year we're going to keep adding now that we've got a little bit more mm-hmm. places to put things. But that's what I mean. But I like to make okay. it look classy. I don't like to, you know, staple gun lights all the way up. Yeah, unless down. you're going to set it to music and just like blast the stereo. Oh, to... do it to death metal. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Unless you're going to do that, I don't think it's even worth it. So Yeah, do a death metal show with your with your lights. It's just going to be like this. These lights are going to be flashing, you know, Oh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Or like, Oh, Rudolph, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, you know, in, in death metal, that would be awesome. You know, his lights, his eyes are shining red instead of his nose. Yeah. Oh, you know what though? I do have a death metal version of Oh, Holy night. 
and it's I by even. it's uh, it's by becoming the archetype by the way if you want to check this out it is um, so the beginning of it it's very beautiful it's like this choir going on and then it does kind of this i'm going to say trans-siberian orchestra style guitars and then the death metal takes over and they start when they start doing fall on your knees it's like fall on your knees it's so funny <laughs> it's like it, it, and Sarah hates it. Sarah, she's like, oh my That's, gosh. That feels a little sacrilegious. <laughs> a little. I was going to say it. It's so funny though. So that somebody has said it. <laughs> no, well, okay, well, uh, just just so you know, they are a Christian band too. Interesting. So of is course. it sacrilegious it death. So resurrection metal, is that what it is? I don't know. It's becoming the archetype. <laughs> they're they're a Christian metal band, but it was just one of the, honestly, if you listen to it, it's incredibly <laughs> It is. That's so funny. I've never heard I that before. That's probably the name. That's probably the actual name of the genre is resurrection metal. Oh my god! Seriously, I've never heard it can't that. Be death, Christian uh, death metal. I think they just right? call it Christian loud or Christian metal. But resurrection metal is a good idea. Totally. I'm so gonna start calling it. Oh that my now. gosh! Stamp on that stuff. I'm gonna go get a patent. Paint I'm gonna that. put that becoming the archetype in my TRBS 2020 mix. That that version because you just need to hear it and it's actually yeah, very talented. Do it. Though. I'll listen to it. <laughs> okay, while we're in the music, really quickly, I, I'm just gonna briefly, briefly share some stuff. But Ben Tastic has a brand new song for all of us, and he's like, "Dude, guys, you, you need to hear this." So Ben, hey take it away. Hey Brian Kaplan Influence, I have an awesome song for you guys this week. This is a remix of "Every Time We Touch" by Cascada. Cascada however you want to say it. I don't know if that's a Canadian versus American pronunciation, whatever you think it's a boot. Um, Anyways, (laughs) remix by Norda and Master Blaster. So there's a regular and also an extended remix. I like the extended. It's worth five minutes and 14 seconds of gloriousness. I'm always a fan of different remixes. This is still in the, I guess, general dance EDM genre. You can take it in, but Really enjoyed. So again, that's Every Time We Touch by Norda and Master Blaster, the extended remix. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week. One of my favorite things is finding new music. Can't wait to hear what else you're bringing to us this week, Brian. Talk to you guys later. Oh, I appreciate that. And of course, Ben Tastic did not know that you were going to be on Miss Ice, but I'm sure he would have said hello to you as well. <laughs> it's okay. I get it. I'm, I'm used to it by now. So marginalized yeah you know you know he'll he'll tell you hello it's because i'm a woman fact. isn't it oh yeah yeah it's you said it it's because you're a woman and you're from minnesota yeah yeah it's probably more the minnesota don't thing, you know right? probably you that know. yeah it's no well. th- thanks for sending that in ben uh we really yeah. need to have him, we need to have him on the on the show again brian i know and he still wants to talk about that social social the social uh dilemma dilemma yes which we it's started in watching. my list yeah it's mm-hmm. in my list okay so we you started watching it i will too. start watching it it's make that happen get him on okay fast that conversation because well, it sounds like a good conversation so to be fair they just had a brand new <laughs> a brand new car no they just had a baby last oh. week i want to say so yeah congratulations again to ben and amy but they are they are obviously very busy right now and he said uh (laughs) give us a little bit of time and then yeah he's going to be on the show so he's he's very excited to come and discuss that yeah so i'll put that song in the trbs 2020 mix by the way and it will be awesome they did have a daughter by the way i I, sorry i didn't answer your question yes good job ben (laughs) yeah <laughs> sorry, you said that. The and I was like, wait, I never need answered that. more boys. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. <laughs> wait, so now you're marginalizing men. Oh, yes. come on, yes, Captain. Deliberately. Oh, deliberately. You. Can't yes. win. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Why don't we just marginalize yeah. everybody? Yeah. Then we'll just all no, be. No, that's not. 
that's not TRBS, dude. No, no, no. I didn't mean us. I just meant the world. <laughs> we don't marginalize anyone here. We love people. I love not everybody. actually. You're right. Okay, so there you we go. We'll put that in there. I'll put the becoming the archetype in there. I do have some more Christmas music because it is time to start, you know, introducing that. It's Black Friday. I'll throw a few in there. I've got a uh, for King and Country Christmas song, a Colton Dixon version of Let It Snow, which is awesome. And then, dude, if you want some, <laughs> if you want some '80s hair band style music, there's a band called Theocracy, and they have a All I Want for Christmas version. It is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I'll put that in there think, just for fun. I think Brian is really into resurrection metal right now is that what's going on no this is like 80s hairband this isn't even metal because theocracy sounds like it would be another resurrection a resurrection metal, metal. yeah it does yeah, doesn't it totally yeah totally. it's fun it's a good song and by the way I, I, i'm throwing these two out because i thought this was hilarious a couple of 90s bands are still doing new stuff i mentioned that smashing pumpkins had done some stuff they got a new song out called ramona yeah. it's really good by the way i'll bet i like it and then do you remember rock set from the it was 80s and 90s of course, it must have been love, dude. Yeah, I was a huge fan of that band. I used to get made fun of for listening to them and liking them, but screw it. I love it. They have a brand new song called Let Your Heart Dance With Me. It's really, it's like, oh, I love it. They're so, old. I know. Well, they are getting up there, but they still <laughs> sound good, and that's cool. She does not have that's the power good. she once did, but man, that girl had a voice. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, they were great. No, they were good. All right, throwing those in there. Enjoy the mix, and then we have to have an origin right now, so come on, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, oh an origin. Okay, yeah, so do it. do it. This one was Brian's idea, and it was actually ended up being much more interesting than I that I realized it would be. It's, it's a it's an archaic saying. I'm your Huckleberry. If you have watched the movie Tombstone, Val Kilmer, who plays Doc Holliday, says that in the movie. When I was researching it, it turns out he said that in the movie because there's a novel, like a ni- 1920s novel, by somebody about Tombstone and. Doc Holliday said that in that novel. So that's awesome. Huckleberries. 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 Hold a place. No, I won't do that the whole time. It's <laughs> no, just a little so distracting. Fun, it's distracting. Okay, Huckleberries okay. hold a place in archaic American English slang. The tiny size of the berries led to their use as a way of referring to something small, often affectionately, as in the lyrics of Moon River. Interesting. Moon I didn't know that. River wider than a mile. The phrase, quote, a huckleberry over my persimmon, or persimmon? Persimmon. Where's the accent on that? I'm going to go with persimmon. Uh, A huckleberry over my persimmon was used to mean, quote, a bit beyond my abilities, unquote. I'm your huckleberry is a way of saying that one is just the right person for a given job. Interesting. The range of slang meanings of huckleberry in the 19th century was fairly large, also referring to significant persons or nice persons. So... If anyone referred to you in relation to huckleberries, they liked you Hmm. or that they were saying that they were, they're your guy. Interesting. And so in the movie context, when Doc Holliday says it, I think I'm I'm the man for the job. Yeah. Cause they were saying, is there anyone that, you know, will fight me or something? I think that's what it was. Is there anyone out there that's going to fight me? And he's like, I'm your huckleberry. Like I'm the man for the job. That is cool. Yeah, it is cool. That because is very cool. I it's like not just lot. some random saying, but people probably said stuff like that in oh, yeah. the in the late 1900s. So what's funny nowadays? Because what Tombstone came out in was it 89 or something now? Or yeah, it's been a while. I mean, growing up watching Tombstone, people used it. People knew that term. Nowadays, people are like, "What? Never heard that before." Yeah, it's, I it's, had yeah. never heard that before, except for in the movie, apparently. But I yeah. had forgotten. Well, it's not a term that we use at all really in Ever, yeah. modern culture but you know if you've seen tombstone you've heard that but that's probably about it well now we'll all start using that for a couple of weeks do it again we'll forget again 
Yeah. Yes. All right. Woo. All right. So, uh, Miss Ice, I know you're nerding out on some stuff right now. What's up? ESPN Plus. So I have no. two thirds <laughs> of the plus trifecta, right? I don't. I have ESPN Plus and Disney Plus, nice. and I. Love but you don't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I, I have Hulu, but I mooch off someone else, so I don't have Hulu <laughs> Plus. But I'm. I'm kind of feeling like I need to make it a trifecta. The only reason I mention that is because like at the beginning of this football season, they randomly switched all of my favorite leagues to ESPN plus. So I was like not getting to watch any football. Okay. She's so, talking about soccer. I was sorry, just going to ask that. Soccer. Are you talking soccer? <laughs> like I'm yes. talking soccer, European football, not American European football. Gotcha. Oh, the sorry. rest of the world football. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. 95% of the world football. Like I never have to stop watching soccer. It's like you have your you have your German leagues, your Italian leagues, uh, Indian Super League, Chinese Super League. It's amazing, guys. I'm, I'm awesome. in heaven. Mm-hmm. Why don't we call soccer football? Because that's exactly what it is. And why do we call American football football? Because you only punt the ball once in a while. Why don't we call it manhandling ball or something like that? <laughs> I've had that same question. I know I've looked I mean, into on. why it did that before, but I mean, I, I don't know why. Tackle yeah. ball. Tackle yeah. ball. Yeah. Gladiator ball. I Gladiator, don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Concussion there's ball. All kinds of, oh, concussion. That's a good idea. I mean, plenty yeah. of people call it football. I call know. European football, football. Yeah, but it isn't rec- like it's yeah, it's not easily <laughs> distinguishable. So I, I definitely get it. But Americans are the only ones that call it soccer. As far as I know, everyone else calls it football. Yeah. So whatever, but cool. I'm glad you're enjoying yeah. it. That's exciting. Yeah, nice. It's very exciting. This other really random thing I found on YouTube is that Hasbro has been live streaming all of their episodes of GI Joe from the eighties. <laughs> no way. <Nice. laughs> so it's just like this this one YouTube channel G. where you just Joe. watch GI Joe twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Oh so my if anybody gosh. is super interested in the original GI Joe animated series, this, I mean. <sighs> That sounds fun. Wait, it the, has its moments, but it is. Destro is show up in season. Destro one shows up. Yep. Okay. Cobra Commander. Well, yeah. Baroness. I mean, it's like so they're fun, they're though. all like this evil conglomerate of let's take over the world day after day after day. Oh, Even though we can't hit serious, anything. Right. This is some serious sci-fi, guys. I mean, this was sci-fi before sci-fi. Not really, but you know, not really. They want to make a weather dominator to control the weather to take over the world. Yeah. They they make like mind control devices. It's it's crazy and it's very wholesome. It's it is <laughs> and it's awesome. It is. I'm so glad you're watching that. You know you're you're living the fun that we experienced as kids. Mm-hmm. It makes me really hungry for a strawberry yogurt um. because. After school every day, yeah, I would go to the babysitter's. Oh, I would go to the babysitter's nice. house. Oh. I would watch GI Joe and I would eat Yo Play strawberry yogurt. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's yeah. a really cool association. Yeah, isn't it? And then I go jump on the trampoline. Oh yeah, trampolines. <laughs> we tried to up. do this and we never, we weren't able to do it because the position of our pool in in our our house in Phoenix, you know was on the other side of the yard and our next door neighbors uh-huh. had one of those giant trampolines and we wanted to jump from the trampoline over the fence and into the pool. <laughs> of course you did. But of course yeah. it wasn't close enough. And, and of course our, our parents would probably have killed us, but man, it was the eighties. We could do whatever we wanted. Oh, if only it had been close enough. That's so something <laughs> I would have done. So Holy awesome. cow. I, mean, I, was one of those, I was one of the kids who, you know, when you're swinging in the swings and you swing as high as you can and then you jump off. Oh at yeah. The top of your arc. That's how I broke both my arms at that? the same time. Oh, wow. And yes, we used to do that. And it was, by the way, you jump out because you were ejecting out of your F-14. 
Good point. Yeah, it was great. You'd be like flying and be like, go right after a top gun. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 You'd eject out and and except this time when I switched my arms so that you could jump out, I switched too soon on the upswing instead of on the out swing or whatever that is. And I fell out flat forward. (laughs) That was horrible. Fourth grade. man. I I remember the moment like it was yesterday. It was it was painful. Speaking of Top Gun. Yeah. Did did Maverick ever come out? Not yet. It got pushed just like everything else. Okay. Oh, but but what did not get pushed, I have to talk about this really quick, was the Please. new mutants. Okay, that was no. that well for no to hold on, I take that back. That movie got pushed so many times. It was supposed to be out like, I don't know, ten years ago or something. I don't know. Actually, I new think mutants? it was yeah, the new you mutants mean? was like I think okay. originally gonna be early twenty nineteen, then it got pushed back, and then I got pushed back again. Then it, it kept getting pushed back, and everyone's like, Why? I don't even really know why. I still never figured out the answer. You know, it wasn't quite right. And I think the hmm. Wasn't it New Mutants and then um, Tenant? I think were the two new movies that actually came out into the theaters when the theaters sort of tried to open back up and then they didn't get the revenue mm-hmm. they wanted. I think those were the only two movies that actually made it to the theaters before they all said, forget it. We're pushing everything to 2021 now. So mm-hmm. New Mutants is now on demand. So, you know, you can get it. It, was, it was bad. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. Okay. So first of all, I love X-Men movies. And, you know, this was one of the movies that Stanley, one of his final movies that he helped produce. Oh, really? And I thought, okay, well, it's going to be good. It's an X-Men movie. It's a Marvel. Why not? Wow. This, this made Dark Phoenix look like a masterpiece. Holy cow. It was really not good. I don't mind cheesy movies. I don't mind bad movies. There are times where I'll say, hey, you know what? That movie didn't do it for me and I really wasn't into it, but rarely do I, I sit through a movie and just go, wow, that really was not good. And was it a waste of my time? No, but wow, I can't recommend it to anybody for whatever reason. Three of the actors were given the job of doing accents that none of them actually have naturally, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the worst accent jobs. All three of them, by the way, I have ever <laughs> seen in a movie. I was just like, and by the way, I was looking up the reviews and everybody was just like, okay, the accents in this movie were so bad. <laughs> I was like, okay, the, oh, the oh, first, bad. the first half of the movie had literally no point. It can you, can you baseline me by just like telling me what the premise of the movie is? I'm still yeah, trying to figure that out. The previews looked like some know. kind of psychological thriller. Or something okay. Like so, that. well, that's the thing. What was it? Was it an X-Men movie? Was it a Marvel movie? Was it a horror movie? Was it the breakfast club? I mean, I seriously was like, what did I just watch? I mean, they didn't even show their powers for the first half of the movie. The last, I think 15 to 20 minutes, they finally showed their powers. They finally did this cool fight scene. And I was just like, this is really fun now, but it still had no purpose. Interesting. If it's generally considered a bad movie, and this goes for any considered bad movie, I've always been fascinated about how they ever get made. I just don't understand. Yeah. There's something to be said about personal preference. So yes, of course there are movies that I like that other people hate. There's always a fan base for something, you know, I mean, we talk about Adam Sandler movies and none of them are really good. They're just, it's a fan base. It's fun. And you know, he makes them for those people and those people love them. Right. It's stuff like that, right? Well, that's a totally different story, but I mean, at least with Adam Sandler movies, there is creativity that goes into it. I mean, you look at Halloween. No, there was a lot in that. If you look at Hubie Halloween, the, the the jokes were funny, the stuff that went into it. But again, you either like it or you True. don't, and that's fine. But there was a lot of creativity that went into it and some of the other movies they've done. I mean, kind of like, yeah. how would you think of this? I mean, I watched The Waterboy and I go, who thought of this stuff? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the, that kind of thing. In this movie, I go, I don't think they thought <laughs> when they made this. 
Yeah, so interesting. If anyone That's else has really... seen it, I would love mm. your thoughts and opinion. I, I mean, maybe I'm yeah, the only one Yeah, we'd like to hear here. from someone who liked it and why. How about that? Sure. That'd be great. Mm. I liked this, Captain. You were talking about, let's briefly yeah. go over a list of movies that are coming out in the next two years. Yeah, so first of all, Monster Hunter. You know the video game Monster Hunter World? Uh, there's a whole video game series. I, I, I tried it. it. I hated it. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought I'd really like it because I had friends really recommend it to me, and then I tried it, and I'm like, I can't play this. I just can't. Mila Jovovich of Fifth Element fame, and also even more so... Um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil yeah. fame. She looks great. I'm so surprised. So yeah. Monster Hunter's coming out. It actually looks pretty good. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it on here. DC is coming out with... This is really funny. Black Adam. Black Adam is part of the Shazam comic world. And mm-hmm. okay. yeah, I knew they were it's working the on rock. that. Yes. Who's playing him? Okay. Right? It was a short preview that I saw, but what I got from it was that Shazam and Riddick had a love child. That's That was my, <laughs> that was my takeaway from that preview. That's a, that's a pretty good summary. <laughs> it really did look like a mashup of it's those two things. So. I've been reading the Shazam comics that they came out with, mm-hmm. and Black Adam does make an appearance, and he, oh, they're, cool. they're just teasing him right now, but I was just like, oh, this is going to be well, cool. He has this, There's a lot in there. Maybe it'll be awesome. I, I don't know. I couldn't get much of an impression except for that Riddick thing. Crudes too. I didn't know there was a Crudes one, but it's the Pixar, <laughs> yeah. the family that is Neanderthal or whatever. The preview for that is the most colorful preview. It looks like the most colorful film, the most eye candy I've ever seen since Trolls, whatever. And I've never seen any of those movies, but I've seen clips from them and wow. That's cool. Wonder Woman 84 of coming course. out when? Like like really soon. When is it coming out? I know everything's um, gotten pushed back. That's the thing. It was supposed to be out already. I think it's December 25th. Okay, it's, it's coming, coming out, out on, oh, on HBO, right? I think yep. HBO. Oh, right? good. Okay, good. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't know yeah. there awesome. were 83 Wonder Womans. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, you missed out. I mean, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> I yeah, have a lot of catching up okay. to do. <laughs> From the preview, it looked really great, except for the villain. Oh, geez. Not again. She's like this cat lady. Um, oh, yeah. Very played. I don't know. Otherwise, other, around that, the movie looks pretty good. You're talking about Kristen Wiig? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of her in general just because she kind of has been typecast as some dumb roles because of SNL, but <laughs> yeah. she actually, so, yeah. I'm sure she has acting chops and maybe this will be a great way for her to break out. Yeah, yeah, maybe she acts well, but just the concept of her villain, the concept of her character in the preview looked really, really, guys? She's I, a cheetah. I, yeah, a cheetah woman. Yeah. She should be snarf. Anyway. Snarf? That would have been snarf. awesome. It's not, I mean, like the catch, Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from someone who reads Wonder Woman comics like they're candy, the villain that they chose for this one is probably her most famous villain. Oh, okay. So, so like Interesting. It's, it's somebody that she, you know, starts out with a working relationship with. The woman doesn't start out as being a cheetah, right? But oh, because yeah, okay. of the associations that she makes, it turns her into one and then causes the conflict. So I'm super excited for it. I'm just hoping Sweet. that they chose one of my favorite comics. Well, we're going to see it and I think we should review it with you oh, for on the sure. show. Keep that. Oh, that'd that be awesome. Your, and Jeff Johns that. is a writer. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. That is good. Yeah. news. And also good. interesting little tidbit, Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian is going to be Max Lord in this movie. Oh, nice. Just throwing that out. The <laughs> King's man. And it's a world war one era, like action, super agent, James Bondish. It looks really well marketed. The preview made me really want to see it, so that's good. But didn't they already have like the Kingsman? Yes. Wasn't that a similar yeah. thing? Which is what I thought you, you were going to describe. Yeah. Oh, no. Movie. I think this is a prequel to the Kingsman. 
Oh, that's what it is. I think so because it's called so much the, more sense the King's Man, and it says in the early the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency is formed. Mm. So I think this is oh, the neat. King's okay. Man who okay, forms cool. it. Oh, cool! I'm yeah, looking forward see, to it. Obviously, then. I was coming out. I was coming at that from a complete stance of ignorance. I apologize. Oh, I didn't know um, that either. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, there's next movie is Free Guy. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's trapped in an MMO, which is a massive awesome. multiplayer online game, and doesn't seem to realize it. It looks really fun. The Witches, which has uh, what's her name? Um, Anne Hathaway. Thank you, Hathaway. One of my favorites. And Octavia Spencer. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah, and Octavia Spencer. That looks like a lot of fun. The original Witches that I'm thinking of was 1990, and huh. it had Angelica Houston in it, and oh. it was really weird. But this is probably going to be a better version of it. It looks pretty good. Yeah. You ready for the last one? Yes. Okay. This one kind of caught me off guard. It's called Songbird. And it's a quote Michael Bay film production, I guess. He's not the he's not the director, so it's not a Michael Bay film, but he's the producer. He went there, or they went there on this one. It's basically depicts a world just a few years from now where COVID has mutated and pushed society to extreme lockdown measures. Oh, come on. When I was watching it, uh, first of all, my first thought was, Oh, Brian will not want to see this. No. Second thought was uh, even I was like, whoa, this is too close to home, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have a pandemic, something where everyone dies, that's that's like so far beyond what we're dealing with. I don't take it seriously. But this movie looks like something that could literally happen. Totally realistic. It's difficult to contemplate the movie, let alone watch it. I just couldn't even imagine. I, and I was wondering if the creators were trying for a sort of day after effect. And if you don't know this, day after is a miniseries, actually, that depict the onset and aftermath of a nuclear war. Okay. And it's got Steve Gutenberg in it and a couple other famous actors nice. at the time. And it's actually a decent movie. I own it. But everyone is living with all this fallout and oh, trying geez. to survive. Yeah. It's a really disturbing movie, and they did it to try and wake people up to the real dangers of, of nuclear war near the end of the Cold War. And I guess there's, a, there's an anecdote where Ronald Reagan was said to have watched the film, and it may have in, influenced him a little bit. I don't know. Mm. Not that he was about to hit the button or anything, but there's something about that I read mm. once. Mm. So I thought maybe they were trying to, for that kind of effect, where they're trying to make people wake up and scare them. Or if they were just making light of the pandemic, like when they made it, which oh was which was before it got bad, worse, and they were just taking it to the next level and didn't expect things to start getting a little hairy like they are. I think they're trying to get us woke or, or whatever, like yeah. to try and say, hey, this is what could happen if you don't well, take this okay. seriously. You got to listen to this. Here's here's just a short premise of the movie. Okay. By 2024, the SARS-CoV-2 virus has mutated and the world is in its fourth pandemic year. In the United States, people infected with the virus are taken from their homes against their will and forced into quarantine camps, also known as Q-zones or concentration camps, where some fight back against the brutal restrictions. Hmm. Wow. That I mean, does dude. not sound like something <laughs> I'm putting my money into. No, That's awesome. me neither. One of the things I put on our show notes is The Last Ship. And oh, yeah. If, oh, yeah. If anybody is unfamiliar with this show, I'm so late to this game, but it basically is like the world is going through a pandemic that's much more brutal oh, than yeah. COVID. It wipes out most of the world. Yeah. But what I find so ironic about you bringing up this movie, Tony, is that The Last Ship is like this beautiful story about a ship's captain and a crew that make it their mission to find a vaccine and bring it to the world and fight for the world to continue on for humanity to continue on. That was awesome. Yeah. It's like, what a, like an inspiring story, Yeah, especially like me picking it up in the midst of this pandemic and seeing 
it's all the best parts of human nature. You know, it follows the crew of the Nathan James, a U.S. naval warship, as they try to find the vaccine. And this is a beautiful story. There's yeah. a there's a ton of violence in it, and there's a awesome. ton of death. You know, in it, it really it reflects it in a very raw light. Mm. But at the same time, you know, it it really is inspiring about what we can look for in people who do want to do good. In yeah, the world. absolutely. It's like, why can't Michael Bay, why can't you do something like that? Why can't you inspire us instead of scare us? Yeah, I agree. The last ship was fantastic in that sense. But to be fair, we don't know what the end of this movie is going to be like. Maybe they do that at the end. I don't know. So they're not giving the ending away, obviously. And, sure. and yeah, so, but even stating its premise that right. I read out, you know, that's just like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the intrinsic opposite of the last ship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I did finish season four of the expanse. Oh, good. I very much enjoyed it. Good. It was definitely my least favorite season. You know, two was my favorite, then one, then three, and then four, but it was good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't much of a cliffhanger. It was kind of like, Oh, you know, it's okay. But the cliffhanger in what seasons one, two, and three were just like, what? Oh yeah. So that's good. I'm I'm looking forward to season five. It'll be fun. Yeah. Let's talk Mandalorian really quickly. I thought it was another good episode ish. They they're overdoing Yoda again. I thought the acting was okay, but there were little. There's little details like when they're they're flying along in that speeder, and and Cara, Cara Dune's hair is kind of gently blowing in the breeze, like just barely, yeah, like barely moving. And they're flying along at like sixty kilometers an hour for you oh, Canadians yeah. out there. Love you guys. And yeah, just fast. barely a breeze, just barely a breeze. I in noticed a, in that. A, in a, <laughs> I, I was thinking like, oh, there's a window there, and then they shoot through, and I'm like, there's no window there. Why isn't her yeah, hair blowing? And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, same kind of thing. I mean, it's just little, it's just those little details. All they had to do was get a bigger fan in front of the actors (laughs) and blow it a little faster. You don't even have to go nuts. I agree. So uh, it's just little things, you know. It had good Star Wars gunfights, I thought. It had a really good speeder and TIE fighter chase in it. Agreed. The the only other really weird part was he lands for repairs and then his ship gets repaired really fast. Yes. Like within hours. (laughs) Or less. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, if it weren't for the Yoda parts, I'd give it a... 8.5 8.5 out of 10, but Yoda made it like a 7 out of 10. It's, I'm mm. sorry. They're just doing them wrong. They really are doing them wrong. This season especially, yes. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Remember last week I was telling you about how I thought that each episode alludes to the story and then he kind of goes off on a side mission, right? Yes. Well, I thought that was there in this this episode. You know, they alluded to him finding someone who can help point him in the right direction right at the beginning. Again, he mentions it or something. And then he gets immediately sucked into the side quest. Like, we'll help you if you help us with this first. Yeah. Okay, so I'll help you with this first. So it was just one more of those episodes. I feel like I'm watching an MMO. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's like it's like watching World of Warcraft where it's like, where's the main story? Oh, hold on. Come do this side quest and go kill, you know, four wolves or something. And I'm like, that's what it feels like to me. It, yeah. It literally bit, yeah. does not feel like a story. It feels like watching an MMO video game of side quests. It's It's bizarre. Yeah, go kill this many Imperials and collect this data. I'm going, where's the story? All they're doing is running around and just shooting things again. Yeah. Like, let's see how many people <laughs> they, they can murder. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. I didn't like this episode very much. I, I still think three was definitely the best this season. Oh, episode three. Hands down. It was awesome. Hands down. Here's how the, the episode starts. Well, I now know where I need to take you. Mm-hmm. Because they mentioned that name at the end of the last episode. I'm not going to give that away in case you haven't seen it. Right. And he's like, I now know where I need to take you, you know, talking to baby Yoda. And then he goes, oh, but hold on. Let's, let's, let's just go to Navarro and, you know, see some old friends and get repairs. Yeah, for, forget. I, I'm not going to take you where well, I need to take you. Let's need just go repairs. back. 
I know. And but, that's where he went for repairs. But still, it was like so convenient <laughs> that it's like from the writing, oh, he can't make it to this destination. So let's just turn around and let's just not tell a story today. And I, today. And, yeah. and that's what, well, again, like not just today, but again, here we are 12 episodes in. He's still not telling Fair much enough. of a story. And Fair I just got, enough. this is frustrating me. Why get yeah. to the point? Like we're. I don't know way through the season. Yeah. They only have eight episodes and they're going to, I feel like it's going to be 10 years before we actually find out what the heck's going to happen. World of Warcraft figured this out back in 2004. And it's the idea of let's (laughs) dangle the carrot in front of you and never allow you to get to your destination. And so, yes, they tell story in those video games, but most video games today bank on the fact that they keep you playing the same stupid video game for years on end, giving them more and more money. Why? I can get that little piece of equipment or I can, if I got, if I want to get, if I want to see this story, I have to get all this equipment and it's a 6% of a 6% chance drop in order to get one piece (laughs) in order to get a whole set in order for me to watch the end of the story. That's what I feel like they're doing with this. It's this let's dangle them along. Let's give them only enough to keep them mildly interested. So they keep watching, but we're not going to tell them the actual story for five years. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Which is by the way, opposite of the expanse. The yes. expanse tells great story all through the every entire episode. episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every season. It's amazing. It's interesting that I'm watching the expanse and Mandalorian at the same time. And I'm seeing a polar opposite in storytelling. Same with game of Thrones. Every episode uh, over seven seasons was moving the story along. Yeah. So they dangled the, there was an experiment. Well, duh. We saw that in like the first or second episode <laughs> of season one. We already know there was an experiment. Oh, well the M count. Oh, also they're so they're bringing back that thing that Star Wars fans absolutely hated about what George Lucas did in episode one, the Phantom Menace, (laughs) and they hated it. Why would you do that, George Lucas? And George Lucas goes, oh, sorry. And so he kind of, quote, made it disappear by episode three. So they're bringing it back. What? Who thought that was a good decision? So that's weird, right? Well, then the other thing they dangled was this ridiculously small scene with Cara Dune at the end, which, by the way, was fantastic and interesting. And I'm like, oh, 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 they're telling us more about her. Finally. Oh, nope. It was only 30 seconds long. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Well, then there's the whole final scene at the end with, you know, the moth and the Imperial ship. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And no, we're done. We're done with the episode, though. We're not going to give you any more. But the eye candy was amazing. You mentioned the TIE fighter chase, the graphics. It's like watching a full budget Star Wars movie. They're putting a lot yeah. of focus on that. It's it's beautiful. But I got to say, the acting was really bad in this one. I mean, I've noticed it and I know uh, you've complained about it. Well, and then I love Carl Weathers, by the way. I love him. He's awesome. He's a great actor. He directed this episode. It was his, his first episode he directed. And I think it was one of the first times he's directed something from what I was reading. I could be wrong about that. But anyway, good guy, right? Well, even he wasn't on the top of his game from an acting standpoint because he's usually amazing. I've enjoyed the season so far, and I know that it's been a lot of filler episodes, but this one was just kind of like you had so much potential. They had three main story arcs that we've been (laughs) wanting. They didn't focus on it. They focused on something that had no purpose. And here's my other question. When are we going to see Boba Fett again? Oh yeah. Are we they, ever going to see him again? Totally. Yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers away. So yeah, when are we going to uh, see him? And what about the the person they mentioned at the end of last episode? Are we ever going to see that person? And right. So, I bet next episode, which I, just aired today, by the way. So we haven't seen it. My bet is not until next season. I hate to say it. Mm. I think we're going to have to wait another year. You might or so. be right. 
So if there was ever any criticism about people binge watching TV shows, this is like the perfect example of why someone would just like, you don't get any answers week after week, especially when they're only 30 to 40 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, the first one was like 50, but it just, <laughs> yeah. it's so, it moves so slow and there are so many side missions and you're constantly distracted from what am I, what am I watching this for again? I know. I know. It's good when you, when you look at the whole picture, but yeah. It takes so long to tell the whole picture that nobody has that kind of patience anymore. The last thing we'll talk about really quickly is Star Trek Discovery. Another great episode. No complaints. Fantastic. Grudge came back. Book came back. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Friggin' awesome episode. I really enjoyed it too. And I actually got lower reviews. I was surprised, but I thought it was great. That is weird. That was weird to me too. It was actually. Now, I think one of the criticisms which I... I will agree with this is that Burnham is kind of doing her own thing and there needs to be a chain of command. And now that they're back with Starfleet, it's kind of like, okay, hold on. You need to be careful with that. And so I I think there was some complaints about why is she doing what she's doing? And I can agree with that. However, Mm. I loved it. I thought it was great. Them nerding out on the technology and the personal transporters and the guy that keeps going all over the place, which is hilarious. (laughs) And then the, programmable matter. That's what it is. I was like, Oh, it's like nanotechnology, but that is the coolest thing. And I started thinking yeah. like, what would you do with programmable matter? Oh my gosh, this would be the coolest Everything. thing to have. The other thing is like they detached the nacelles on the ship and I'm like, yeah. how, how does that work? I didn't understand that. They Magnetics, didn't explain that. Brian. Magnetics. No, but I want to know the science behind it, not just how they do it, but also what's the benefit to it because they said, oh, it's, it's more efficient. Well, tell me why it's more efficient. Yeah, I'm curious. Fair enough. And then they did a spore drive upgrade, which was amazing. And I actually really enjoyed Tilly in this episode. Yes, I agreed. She, her interaction with grudge was well written. It was so funny. It wasn't <laughs> annoying. It was funny. Uh, I really hate you. Yeah, I'm, or I don't like I'm you. I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really getting to like Tilly now. So I'm glad fun. they're doing that. So good. Happy black Friday again. Happy Thanksgiving for those of you in the States. Again, it's December as of next week. So we're going to have some fun, man. It's almost 2021, guys. It's got to be better. It's got to be better. It will be better. It's be better. I guarantee it will it. be better. Yes. yes. Miss Ice, thanks for joining us. It was so much fun, guys. Remember, whenever you're looking how to repair your phone and look for the nearest wireless telecommunications facility, <laughs> all you need to type to your friend is WTF? Question mark. Oh, deep thoughts with Captain Influence. How many baby Yodas does it take to switch the plug on a power converter? Zero. Well, you know what the music means. That music means... Go get some shopping done. Support your local stores and businesses and keep them alive and afloat. I like that. And support your... Not on Amazon. Support your local The Real Brian Show at Patreon. That's going to be very helpful, by the (laughs) way. Oh, yes. We got to live and eat, too. So, Well, thanks for joining us. Have a glorious rest of your week. We'll see you next Friday. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.